Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're recording now. We didn't do any uh, prep, so we don't really have an opening thing. How about we um, come into a song maybe that we've never come into before? Okay. You got any? Uh, oh, you know what? I have the perfect one in mind. Let me just pull it up right here. And there. Oh, yeah, that song. Yeah, you heard this? Yeah. It's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, I haven't heard it in years. Huh. Yeah. Like the. Ba, ba, ba. Oh, you know. <laughs> that soulful British man trying yeah. to sound like a black man voice. Yeah. <laughs> he is sounding like a black man. Yeah, he's doing a pretty good job. He's, like good job. he's really putting stank on it. That's what a lot of people don't know. You, you gotta apply the proper amount of stank, it's paramount. To apply the proper amount of stank, you got to make your voice overdrive. Yeah, you, I mean, you're the uh, Sultan of Stank. You know that. I am. <laughs> you are now. Shwamo, tis I, the Prince of Podcasting, the bipolar rock and roll, the Sultan Slits, a Godfather, a Gash, um, uh, a Yogi. I'm a Yogi now. I'm a master of yoga. So that's cool. The Yogi Bear of Yoga. The Yogi Bear, exactly. Yogists. Yogists. Um. Episode 208. Um, as always, joining me, the world's greatest claw machine operator. Weighing in at 192 and one quarter pounds. That's actually about right. <laughs> <laughs> Went back up. The Sultan of Stank. The Dirty Shame, Juna. And many other things. That is John Morgan. We are here, uh, conspicuous in his absence. Old Chucky Tater Sacks is not over there. Can you believe it? I'm actually over here. Yeah, you're actually over where Chucky Tater Sacks would usually be. It's a rancid pit over there, isn't it? It's kind of it's different. You can you know, it's a more of a, it's a better defensive position. Yeah, because your back's to the wall, mm-hmm. and we are known to get um, ninjas around here. Cam- Camouflage-clad ninjas. See those quite often. And uh, what, uh, Chuck? Um, well, I, I regret to inform you guys, the Lord has called him back home. He um, he was asked to be in a video, a music video with Lord, the the singer, the New Zealand singer, singstress, songstress. So Lord, and of course, everybody knows Chuck is is Australian. That's why I mean, he talks about Australia so much. Yeah. Yeah. He's a lot more passionate about the American Native Americans than he is about the Australian Aborigines. The Abos? For some reason. Abolutely. <laughs> Abonormal. Abonormal. But that's where he is. He's, a, he's a shooting a music video with Lord. She liked the cut of his jib, apparently, one time when they met at a gas station in, like, in Arizona. She's like, hey, I like your style. And gave him a card. Yeah. She said, ooh, I like your size. Like in the, the orange you know, you, You're making as many connections uh, like that. You just use hand. If you, you see something you're interested in, you just, hey, give you your card. I know you want it. Mm-hmm. Here's my card. I'm I giving you permission you to Absolutely. contact me. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, episode 208, um, 
We don't really have anything uh, planned to talk about. It's been a weird week, uh, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a weird week. With the, that church thing burned down. We didn't even talk about it last week. It feels like by the time well, we talk no, about no, it, it's no. three weeks ago. Yeah, we don't need to talk about it. Let's not talk about that. What, are you ha- are you too happy to talk about it? No. Um, it's too filled with joy. I'm just... I'm just sure that there are more interesting things happening <laughs> that yeah. are not happening that we can talk about. Well, all I hear about it at work is by the the dip dongs that I work with is it's a terrorist attack, and uh, I don't know. Oh, is there any proof of that? No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. It's amazing. Yeah, there's there's no proof of it. It's just assumptions. They get their jump out to conclusions, Matt. Well, because the Muslim thing happened, and then you know. We, we didn't. To, uh, we have la- to assume that they're retaliating. Last week we did a, a show on Easter, and there was all kinds of church bombings in I think Sri Lanka or some fucking place of Christian churches, and uh, we didn't really even talk about oh, that's, it. That's <laughs> right. I don't think we even mentioned it. I did read something, yeah, about uh, they were. There's a theory that the, um, the Notre Dame was a retaliation for the the New Zealand mosque shootings. Yeah, that's what. That there's that theory. I don't know, and that they were. Uh, or no, man, I'm, I'm blending two stories. But then, then there was a story where the um, people in Pakistan, Pakistan, like a bunch of like twenty five thousand kids got polio vaccines, and a lot of them like went sick. They got sick and like went to the hospital, and there was a big mass scare, and it created kind of like even a bigger scare than what the problem actually was. But it was some real shit, and people like apparently they're like it's really common for people to kill. Uh, vaccine doctors Jesus But they're like There are people that are like Proselytizing and like Trying to get everybody Vaccined Like vaccinated And like You know what I mean They're like missionary Vaccinators or something Yeah they're There's been like pros- prosel- There's been like 95 of them have died Like in the last I don't know Less than the last decade like Jesus more people, Christ. more people than have died of polio. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So they they don't like that shit at all. It's just it's just interesting. That's weird. A lot of them are religious, but um, what well, we have when something like that happens, you got to wonder: Do they have a right to you know be concerned? Yeah. And uh, God, what else? Then there was some other thing. Or I was reading something about. Oh no! It was just some random like thing where a case where back in like 2006, like it was reported that um, like United States forces in Iraq, I think it was in Iran or Iraq, just like murdered a bunch of like babies and like old people and stuff. Yeah, and just like put them in put them in a truck and blankets and hauled them off. Is that what the um? The WikiLeaks thing that came out in like 2011 was that got Chelsea Manning to the slammer. It could be that. I, maybe that's why it was relevant. But um, for some reason, I was reading about some yeah I'm atrocity guessing. of some kind. Atrocities. Wish they happen. You know, you want to you know you want to make an omelet. Well, you want to keep them comfortable. You want to make an omelet. You got to break some eggs. You want you want to keep them comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> keep them comfortable. <laughs> The doctor and the mother will have a discussion, and the decision will be made. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, We don't want the government. Look at the government involved. (laughs) It's It's a southern loving voice. It's a southern loving voice. Why would you get the government involved? 
<laughs> what have you been doing this week? Anything fun? Um, uh, I got all my shit to plant my trees in the back of my truck now. Oh, tremendous. Finally what, got what trees ordered. are we doing? I'm planting uh, 25 or so Russian Antonovka apples. Huh. And a Russian Antonovka apple is like, it's just a full-size apple tree, a variety that um, is like really super hardy. Like you can handle like crazy cold temperatures. And so they'll use it for rootstock. They'll, a lot of times they'll plant it and then graft whatever variety you want onto that rootstock so that the tree will have the characteristics of the properties of the Antonovka that are good, but the flavor of the fruit that you want. But the apples themselves, if you just let the apples go, are really good. They're like big, kind of a big greenish-yellow bland kind of apple, like a good saucing apple, mm-hmm. or good for making pies or, or making wine, like high-acid, low-sugar kind mm-hmm. of apple, but plain, like good taste. Hmm. So... Planting a bunch of those, which I can either graft onto or just let them go wild. And then 50 Chinese chestnuts, which uh, most of the chestnuts I've planted have not, are just either barely alive, haven't done anything, like they haven't grown in, in four years. So I'm doing another run of them and uh, just going to do a little bit better at it, hopefully. Huh. So it's 50 trees all together. Right on. And I got to put them on tubes and protect them from the Where do you get those terrors. trees? Do they have them just at Lowe's? I order them from different places. These I bought from Grant Schultz at, at verse, shout out Grant Schultz at versaland.com. Of course, his, I think Versaland's ending and he's doing, he's doing like, he's doing like regenerative cannabis now, like polyculture, oh. polyculture hemp, like, like CBD that comes from not just a monoculture of hemp, but like an ecosystem with the other plants in it. Right on. People that are willing to pay high dollar for something that's like, you know, super, super duper well-intentioned and good for the earth and shit. Um, I mean, I would pay more for it. I'm sure that the quality is also better. Hmm. But no, he's doing that now. But he's he's a guy that I followed a lot, like kind of, you know, an inspiring character in the regenerative agriculture movement, Grant Schultz, if you want to study somebody. Personally, and, uh, what's that one guy? Ben Falk. Him, and there's another one that was on Rogan. The most famous, Joel Salatin. Joel Salatin. He was an interesting listen. Yeah, Joel Salatin, he's just kind of in his own league. He's like the, he's Thanos. He's he, Nos. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's all the right things for like, for, you know, food, food ethics movement and healthy food and shit. Like he's, he's exactly what America needs in a lot of ways. And he's just a dude. I mean, you can go visit him. You can go to his farm. <laughs> they have tours and stuff. It's not far away. Staunton, Virginia. Oh, geez. It's not that far away, huh? Yeah. It's on the other side of the mountain range. I wonder how far oh, away that is. It's like two hours or something. Maybe. You want to go one day? A little road trip? I kind of do. I'm also kind of intimidated. I'm afraid it's just going to make me... Do you think he's going to sense it and you guys are going to have to fight? Uh, no. <laughs> he doesn't no. want any of that. I anyway. just don't, like, I don't know. Yeah, I would totally do that. Be a good trip. Good roadie. And Virginia's for lovers, they say. That's true. So we'd have to get some broads to take with us. We could, some you know, real floozies. Or we could just stop at, like, some, you know, some some sex toy shops and... You know, just masturbate in our respective. That highway is lousy with truck stops. Go to our respective, like, little video jack-off cooler hole rooms. Yeah. And, you know, just see what happens. Fuck. I think it took too much Kratom. Anyway. um, So we're watching fights. Yeah, fights are happening right now. Jim Miller just choked somebody. Jim Miller, he's been fighting since I was 11 years old, and he's only 35. 
Yeah, I was this like, motherfucker. Like he hasn't aged, and it's like I feel like he's been doing it forever. And I was thinking he's got to be at least forty. And look up, motherfuckers younger than me, thirty-five. <laughs> he's he. I think he might have been on the first fight card that I ever watched in full. I just like watched highlights and stuff. And Jim Miller might have been like on the undercard of one of those. And I was like, oh, that guy looks like he's I don't know about my dad's age at the time. But no, he's thirty fucking five years old. But we were talking about Cobra Kai and missed yes. the fight. <laughs> yeah, we talked about Cobra Kai. We missed him choking a guy out. He's got, he's got 19 submissions in the UFC. That's crazy. He's, he's got the most fights in the UFC. He just went to 32. Cowboy so, had it for a little bit, and, he, and, and somehow Cowboy managed to take too much time off. Usually Cowboy would fight every other fucking month. Yeah. He started getting that bell wrong. I think he, well, no, I think he needs to stop cheapening his product. I think he needs to do what the DS brothers do and say, Bring me the money, bitch. That might be what he's started to you do. You know what I mean? Because he's worth it at this point. I think at this point he could give Nate D- or Nick Diaz a run for his money. Because he, he had I think a bad he, fight against I think Nate, he would Nick. beat the fuck out of Nick Diaz. Or Nate. Because he did fight Nate before, but Nate got in his head. And he's admitted that he's susceptible to uh, to head games sometimes. It would be a good fight. Nate's um, Nate's rusty. Cowboy's not looked better. Cowboy's the opposite of rusty. Yeah, he, he's, he's looked great in his last three or four fights. But every now and then, especially at 170, he's a little bit too small. He's right in the middle. He should be a 165-er. Every now and then, some of those 170 guys would tune him up, and it wasn't good. Yeah. Because fight night, they were play, probably weighing close to 185, 190. He just he just doesn't play. Um, I don't know if it's that he's not consistent or that his style is just better, far better suited for certain people because he's, yeah. he's kind of hit or miss. He's also his own head coach. But not afraid to lose, not afraid to eat a punch. No, he's not afraid all. to do anything. This, have you ever heard the story of him? Uh, he does free diving. Yeah, I have. God damn, That's the way crazy. he told that story, dude. I was, I was. Is that on? Is that on Rogan? Yeah. There's a Rogan Cowboy. If you want to watch you, it, and you know, some so about somebody has put dramatic music behind it and shit, and edited it just perfectly, you know. Yeah. But the, that's one of the best stories I've ever heard, and it was 25 minutes long. That's like a Rogan just sat there silent, which he's never done. That's just like a campfire story, like yeah. And you know he's probably exaggerating a little bit because he's a good, he's a drunk, and he's a storyteller anyway. Yeah. But my God, that, that dude could spin a yarn. Jesus, he had me. Yeah. Fuck. I, I was that was when I was driving all the time at the locating job, at the Grandland job. Yeah, and I fucking pulled over and sat there for. The, the whole that once he was like five minutes into it, I, <laughs> up the road. I was like, Jesus, fuck, I want to catch every fucking bit of this. Cowboy might be my favorite fighter, though. Yeah, he's just because he always brings it and he's easy. It's not going to be boring. He's definitely grown on me in the last couple years. Yeah. It's hard, yeah. To, it's hard to not like him at this point. Who would you say is your favorite? My favorite fighter of all time, Anderson, John. I mean, just as far as like. Probably John Jones. Like I, I'm not. I'm not saying I think he's got a great character. You, you asked me what my favorite fighter is. As far <laughs> not as not your favorite fighting, not your favorite dude. I want to watch him. Yeah, <clears throat> he he outdoes everybody at what they do best every time. And like I get it. At the same time, it's like it's like he does things that don't make any sense to me that I, that I can't comprehend. But just his basic style and stuff, it's like I I, I can understand it. Yeah. Because he's because you're kind of a long. He kicks guy. people. Yeah, he 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 tries. He'll just try to keep you on the outside and kick the fuck out of your legs. He uses those frustrate uh, the fuck out of you. Those stomps to the thigh as a jab. And then all of a sudden he's because he doesn't throw his hands. And then all of a sudden he's inside and you're catching elbows. You ever seen anybody win so much that barely threw punches? Yeah, 
But he's he, been he's been boxing more now. He had, the he's, last fight he was boxing. I've been saying for years that he needs to up his boxing game, and he's finally. I think he. I mean, we'll see. It's MMA. Did you talk to Greg Jackson about it? I sent him an email, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't respond. <laughs> that son of a bitch! And you, you're partially responsible. You're the one that told. I mean, if you watch his, early, I mean, I'm, early, the, early, I'm early the one fights. that put the energy waves out there, and then they picked up on those energy waves, and I feel like I should get credit. If you watch his super early fights, his punches were real awkward. They like, were like Anthony, they were arm Anthony Johnson type. Yeah, they were they were real. Their arm punches. He wasn't putting his uh, legs into it at all. Yeah, he didn't know how to throw power. And as, as everybody knows, I'm a striking expert. Of course. You have watched a lot of fights. I have watched a lot of fights. I am a, um enthusiast. I would say I'm an enthusiast. I'm a fan. You're like Susan Sarandon in that... Um, in, in Bull Durham? In Bull Durham. Yeah. She, she's not a player, but she understands the game better than better than any of the coaches, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. because she's had sex with a lot of them. <laughs> and then she got through osmosis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, get the, you get that semen in there, and you actually absorb some of the How man's hot. DNA. Susan Sarandon can still get it, man. She's got to be in her 70s. Yeah, she's a neat, wo- 65, she's a neat woman. And Rocky Horror Picture Show, I don't know if you like that. I like that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't make a point to see it. But I'm not familiar with it, really. It's like the one after Halloween, and they, they uh, still show it in theaters, and people dress up like the characters. Yeah, and I know about the phenomenon, but I don't... You just never watched it? I don't it. remember watching it. It's it's fun. It's good. Yeah. It's uh, Tim, Cur- Tim Curry. Uh, God, who's... Barry Bostwick is uh, the boyfriend, and then, of course, Susan Sarandon's in a bra the entire time. It's tremendous. Mm-hmm. Back when she... It was 1978. I like the way, like, Peak even... Susan Sarandon. Even back in that mo- in Bull Durham... Like, she kind of looks old. She looks like a real, like a really hot like cougar. Yeah, yeah she's even back then, and look, and she still looks like that. She still looks fucking tremendous. I love her, and she's also a great actress. She's really good. Oh, I wouldn't, you know, that. Let's look it up and see how old old Susan Sarandon is, huh? <laughs> and it doesn't look like she's had work done. You know, she just has a good skincare regimen. How old are you, bitch? You old fucking faggot, bitch. Okay, that's Wikipedia. She was born in 1946. She is 72 or three, 73 years old. She's older than my mother. And that's her current day. Tremendous. She looks her age, Not too mostly, bad. But she looks a little bit younger than her age, but yeah. Yeah, you're right. But she, she doesn't look young. Her real name is Susan Abigail Tomlin. I like the name Abigail. Abby? Yeah. Even just the full thing, Abigail. That's a good name. There's all kinds Solid. of Solid. There's all kinds of good girl names. So let's go through them. Mackenzie Z. Mackenzie Z. Um Mackenzie. 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 Then there <laughs> exact Mackenzie. <laughs> say it say in the Southern Loving voice. Mackenzie. Then there's Mackenzie. Mackenzie M A C K E N Z E Y Y. Then there's <laughs> McKinsley. It's M A C K I N S L E E. Then McKinsey, and if there's one more. Um, oh, what was the other one? It was like Robin with five Y's or something. <laughs> but I, didn't I know people that name their kids this type of shit. But the thing is, yeah, you go to, like, I was noticing that on Tinder. I was, like, swiping on Tinder. It's like, all these fucking variations of McKenzie. <laughs> and how many people all named McKenzie at this age range? Yep. It's weird. 
it's very weird. They're right around our age, and that gets it gets worse as it gets younger. Like, because girls now are are just adding letters to names for no reason. I know a person that named his daughter Kennedy K Y N N E D E I. Yeah, that's how the motherfucker spelled it. Kennedy. 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 Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. I don't know. It's yeah, kind of brother. It's kind of pretty. Yeah, it's fine. In a, in a Why all way? the letters? Like the kid's going to be confused. Yeah, for so long. And all, Goodness is called going through school. You're going to call her KK. That's what you're going to yeah. call her. I guess it's pronounceable. It's fine. It's not like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Cortez. My sister's name is Christina C H R I S T E N A. Some people just spell it that way. Yeah. My mom happened to be that one because my mom doesn't know how to spell. <laughs> no, that, I mean I've seen that in other places, but it was weird because that it. I've never. She's the only person I know with the E at the end there. Another thing that happens is like some people will take the like. This is back an older thing. I don't know if this is happening to our happened to our generation, but people a little bit older than us would like, especially in Appalachia, would like take Melissa. Uh-huh. And add an I before the last A, so it's spelled Melissa. Yeah. Only pronounced Melissa. Yeah. I don't know why they do it. Like it's just random. And then you're like, and then you, see, you read the person's name, like Melissa. It's like no, it's spelled Melissa, but it's it's Melissa. It's just the way they. And but but why? Why is that letter there? Then there's M E L L Y S S A. It's just. Names are weird, man. I know. Well, you can do whatever you want. The only I don't I just don't think you're allowed to name your kid a cuss word, or you know I don't think you're allowed to do that here. Yeah, maybe not. I, I can't imagine. Like you can name your kid Hitler. People would have done it. Yeah, you, and it would have been in the news. Yeah, but you, you can change your name to Dark Star Lord sixty nine if you want. You can change your name to fuck if you if you wanted to. I bet. I don't know. Uh, like um, fuckface McFaggot. <laughs> if you spell it weird, you probably could. Um, there's a, a wrestler that uh, he got uh, let go by the WWE, and they didn't let him use his gimmick name anymore. Mm-hmm. So he legally changed his name to his gimmick name, Ryback. Then it's it was he had just added a, a, a first first name I guess Ryback whatever 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 and then he's able to continue he was using able it. to use it because yeah. that's his actual fucking name and why why not <laughs> yeah if that's your identity and anyway a man gets mad whatever yeah. <laughs> you know get mad um yeah names are weird like my name is James Matthew Underwood but nobody ever calls me any of those name any of those things it's Dutch or uh, the uh, genetic jack- jackhammer. Uh, the bipolar rock and roller. The bipolar rock and roller. I do go by those. Sultan of Slizica, Father of Gash. I, I prefer you not say either of those if my mom's around, but other than that, it's fine. And I do go everywhere with my mother, so she's always with uh, me. She's the one things. that carries the gun. You ever think about just starting to just concealed carry a firearm just just everywhere Why you go for, that for, when a, when I got for absolutely guns. no reason? Uh, well, I concealed just to carry. Your, just you to kind of like boost you your can open carry a little bit. I know. Yeah. yeah just, but conceal means a little, it means a little more. No, you can, con- no, it's, concealed carry is legal in West Virginia now. But you don't have to have a license Without to do a it? permit. Really? Yes. That is tremendous. There's but like, it's still good to get a permit in, in case you go to other states, because usually they're honored by all the other states. 
I, I might be wrong about that, but that's what I I believe that that is true. Huh? That that concealed you can conceal carry. How do you feel about that? I don't give a fuck. I don't either. <laughs> I'd rather the, I'd rather it's be concealed. It's not my fucking business what you got in your pocket, bro. I, I'd rather it be concealed than out in the open like the old west. Even though that would be kind of cool if everybody did. I that. mean, I'd rather it be out in the open, but. Uh, at the same time, concealed is like, and then, I don't know. Like, it'll be interesting to see, uh, see what the data is if they do a good job of c- collecting. It's like you live in an area where you know most guys are carrying. You're less likely to try to run off with that laptop or whatever. Yeah, um, we still have the crime, but we don't have shootings here, like mass shootings. Very low murder rate. Very very low murder rate. It's some of the lowest in the country. We don't kill each other. Very pretty much here, if. Uh, Kill ourselves quite a bit. If you get shot or killed around here, you were probably in the wrong. Either you got list struck of, by lightning. There's very few like break or you're just a fucking, somebody for or no you're reason. probably kind of an idiot. Yeah, you're for being, an in, asshole. That, for being yeah. in that situation. You're probably an asshole. You're hanging out with the wrong people. Yeah, and we need to talk about hanging out with the wrong people, Josh. You've you've been uh you've been really worrying your mother and I lately. Yeah. And um and we just uh I mean that girl you're seeing. She's got a, she's got a real big butt, and she looks great. Everybody loves her. Yeah. But her breath smells like pickles at all times, and that's not right, Josh. That is not right. Get your shit together. Any, any words for Josh? The butt's nice though. Yeah, she does have a donk. She got some beef on them I'm cheeks. To, I'm willing to overlook some things. She got some beef on them cheeks. But I don't care. She's dumb. I don't care if she's brain dead. I don't um, care if she's a Nazi. She's got that butt. Got them dukes. Them du- dukes. Woo. Uh, fuck. <laughs> 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 um, fuck shit. So Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, you've been watching the second season. I've been watching it, baby. I'm team Cobra Kai all the way. Some of you fucking stepped into that tree bullshit. I'll cut you down. Mm. They're, they're, they're drilling headbutts. Yeah. Cobra Kai's drilling headbutts. That's a bit much. I like it. And they're actually like hitting each other, like full contact. <laughs> like, that's right. It's like my. That's like my gym. <laughs> on, on days when, like on Wednesday, like on days when Chris is teaching a striking class. Headbutts. Headbutts should be legal in fighting. But yeah, Cobra Kai is. Um, I was telling Dutch, it's not. Um, I'm not as excited about rewatching it as I was when I was watching the first season. Because the novelty's worn off just a little bit, but it's still the same show. Yeah, and uh, I, I went ahead and paid for the premium just for the month or whatever, just so I can watch it and rewatch, rewatch the whole thing. I uh, see. I thought YouTube got got rid of the premium things, and they were just putting more ads on like the more popular content. I mean, I don't know what they did, but I just paid twelve dollars for it. <laughs> I see. I, got, I wanted to watch this shit. I got the free trial last year to to watch the um, yeah. Last year, first season, and I watched it all in a day because it is a, it's a fucking snappy watch. But you I'm, get it's a month free trial anyway. You you got plenty of time. Yeah, I watched it probably two and a half times, and then I've watched more of it at my mom's because my mom loves it too. She just can't figure out how to get to it. I think that this <laughs> that this fucking Cobra Kai shit is um, it's just making it's making it's making Google YouTube a ton of money. It's one of those few things that they brought back from the eighties. That really works, and kept the continuity that actually worked. The same actors, it's remarkable. Same dudes. I'll give, I'll give what like the other guys, the old dudes from the old. Cobra Are you Kai, serious? Come back, 
So I know Crease comes back because you Kreese, saw him. And even more. You saw him at the end of the first season. Not Johnny, but what's the other guy? Um, they put him in the body bag. Body guy. bag comes back. Fuck yeah. And then there was the curly haired blonde guy. Oh, yeah, there's, and then there's two others that I don't really remember. God, that is so fucking awesome that they brought them yeah. back. Yeah. I, I don't want to, I won't spoil it, but it, it's pretty cool. Uh, what, what, what happens if Allie comes back? Oh man, <laughs> dude, she's got to right. She has to. She's still alive. Even Elizabeth, it, Elizabeth, what's her face? Still looks. She's like got to do it. She's got to do it. Oh man, that oh, would be so she's, awesome. She's, uh, she's they got to be building up to that. This is this. The, their seasons are going to be like a Star Wars trilogy or Avengers or whatever. That's got to yeah. be what it's like. With that, maybe oh, the, God, Allie comes back. What if they fuck up and just bring the Japanese girl back and and fucking? No, they can't. They can't <laughs> because because, the, because Johnny's been talking. Johnny never talked. Never even met the Japanese. Bit. Johnny's still talking about. Alley and about how he never really got over that. You know what and I mean? He, like, it's yeah, a, they laid it's that a, out pretty thick in the first. And it continues. How good was that? Uh, it was still funny, but it still told the story so fucking well. And it's like they ignored all the other shit that happened in the Karate Kid universe, and I am calling it a universe. <laughs> We're, everything's a fucking universe now, okay? But, uh, it's so cool how they like he's he's a loser. He sucks everywhere he goes. There's a fucking billboard with fucking Daniel Larusa doing a kick, <laughs> kick your way over to savings or whatever it is. It's hilarious. He's still famous in that area because of a fucking children's karate tournament because of an under eighteen karate tournament where he used an illegal kick where he won twice and then never competed again. Daniel Larusa is going to fight. Daniel Larusa is going to fight. fight. <laughs> and then he did have a death match in um, Japan. That was yeah, a little bit more. The, that was a little bit more impressive. That was pretty good. Yeah. And then in, in in Karate Kid Three, he actually joins Cobra Kai for a little bit, if you'll recall, yeah. as a uh, Danny Silver or what is that guy's yeah. name? Somebody Silver. I, that was an, uh, That's the one I watched the least growing up because it came out whenever I was like ten. Yeah, it's it's a solid Karate Kid movie. Might look at that later. I know I've rewatched it in the last yeah, two years. It's it's worth watching. Fucking amazing. How weird is it that I that we still like that shit? Yeah, when we were kids, well, it's not that weird. I mean, Jesus Christ! No, it's, I didn't have the Avengers or anything when I was a kid. I, I just wasn't into comic books. It's the, the only same two. reason our parents still listen to the fucking Eagles and shit. You know my, what I mean? My mom does not listen to the Eagles. You know, you my know, mom listened to your album today. You know what I'm saying? I was driving her around. Oh, really? Yeah, crazy. He used to be so quiet. He never said a word when he came over. That's my impression of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I played her Will's one And she said that's a, that's terrible No I didn't play her Will's one <laughs> But tell her I tell Will I said that nah. And you don't talk to him <laughs> Maybe in another 20 years Jesus And we're both dying That's hilarious Um, Yeah uh, growing up I didn't have like The Avengers So I, 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 I The only superheroes I watched were Batman Superman And um, I watched the the cartoons that were on TV and all that stuff. I was more into wrestling at the time, but Batman and Superman were my shit. And now, now I get a whole new thing when the Avengers came around, and I sort of wish uh, I liked it when I was a kid. You know, I wish I could go back and say, "Hey, read these comic books." Yeah, because so in thirty years, you'd have a deep, <laughs> I'd have a deeper appreciation for the the whole universe. But I have with the Marvel universe, I have done what you talked about with Game of Thrones, going up and looking, looking up histories and theories and coming back, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I know a lot about it by now. I know they've had different continuities and stuff. But uh, I saw the Endgame. Me and Chuck went saw Endgame opening mm-hmm. night. Yeah, it's it's a three hour movie. And you said it was a little bit wordy, verbose. I think it was it's, the it's just long because like, there's a movie called Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. 
It's uh, and I just like that title, so I changed it to extremely long and incredibly verbose. Uh, but oh, I didn't get yeah, that it, joke. Yeah, it's, yeah, everything. Um, everything happens in that movie. If you like these movies, if you like the superhero genre, and you've and you've kept up with it, mm-hmm. you're going to be very satisfied. Chuck and I will spoil it next week on the uh, show. Uh, we'll and do the, our and then I'll, I'll sit silently you know, and wait for a new topic, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> well, you can <laughs> you can watch it and just see like see it as a standalone, but it's not you. I, I just read some articles about it so I can put some jabs in there. It I'll is uh, work. everything you want to happen happens, and it's uh it's it's a it was very good. I can't believe it that they did it. And they made a, th- a thing that's been eleven years actually pay off and pay off well. Oh, that's how long it's been. Yeah, they've. And this is the end. They started. No, it's not, it's the end for a lot of them. But it's called Endgame. How can you call it Endgame and not have it be it's, the end of the it's, game? It's the end of the Infinity Gauntlet Because <laughs> before before Thanos even showed up to Earth, he was in a, in just like a cut scene, not a cut scene, but a, a, a credit scene. How they do those? Yeah, like they'll run some credits, and then in the middle of the credits, they'll do. Um, a scene that might set something up. He's been in it. He was in it for six years before he ever appeared on earth, but like they just showed him one time smiling six years before ever even showed up to fight anybody. And then it pays off. It's, I mean, something that happens way back at the first Captain America movie Mm -hmm. pays off. You know, it's cool. Sort of like how game of Thrones Thrones will do something in the first season and then ties into something way later. So I'm, I'm impressed that movie a movie can do that well. Um, TV shows can do it well more frequently because they have more time to tell the whole story. Yeah, I think I kind of feel like the series is bec- is going to start. I mean, it already has. Like the, not, not the big, over, not overtaking the, the traditional movie hour and a half movie format or whatever. But yeah, series are going to become because streaming is now the norm. Disney's rolling out its streaming service, and they own. Like they own all the stuff that everything. I like. Almost everything that I like, they have it. And they're going to start smushing on Netflix. And so Netflix is going to have to get serious. And their shit's going to get big and epic, too. And then you've got all these other smaller competitors, Hulu and whatnot. Hulu, Hulu I'm hearing there's going to be a Hulu-Disney bundle. YouTube's trying to branch into the movies a little bit, with like with Cobra Kai. Yeah. That's Google. YouTube That's is Google. Google. That's yeah. fucking... They, they've got the money to burn if they want it, if they want to do it. I like that there is so much competition because it makes people actually want to make good stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that's also been good with social media. It's like that's why social media has gotten, I know it's whatever, as good as it is now. Um, For all of its faults. But now with Mark Zuckerberg, I don't know if you've been following that. Zuck, Zuck, Zuck. He's getting all the pressure put on him because, you know, because Facebook essentially is a government apparatus to begin with it is a corporation it's but, a spying tool but it they is. but they pretty much they've got him by the balls if they want, want any him to do anything and so they're putting all this making it kind of public and saying you know how can we how can we turn facebook into a 1984 spying device even more than we already have and so mark zuckerberg is like please regulate me and then as soon as we start regulating things exactly as mark, mark said then a way that works best for facebook that's going to make things a lot harder for it's already you know, there's already no no competitors really to Facebook. Yeah, um, I mean, there's plenty of and I've heard there even alternatives, start- but in terms of actual market share and and con- you know global connectivity, Facebook is winning by a large margin. Facebook for like d- it, daily stuff. Twitter, do- Instagram Twitter is also Facebook. So yeah, you have yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to understand oh, yeah. that that's that that's part of that. I like Instagram a lot. I don't get it. 
I mean, I get it's it. It's just pictures and videos yeah, and stuff. There's it's no, fine. It's like a, I, I'm not complaining about it. It's I just, also a very good um, compliment to re- just regular Facebook. Because then you can just go see pictures. You don't have to read anybody's bullshit. Yeah, see, I like I like you read, like reading bullshit. I like reading. Yeah, I do too. I like articles and I, I definitely use Facebook more. But and people's uh, original ideas and but you know. uh, going over to Instagram just to look at pretty pictures of stuff and girls showing their butts. Yeah, I get that's, it. I, I like that. I, I get it. I just don't. I don't know. You, you you're in for more of the conversation. Yeah, it's like like yeah. For me, it's like you I don't, would like Twitter. I don't fucking care about pictures that much. You would like Twitter, but most of, none of the people we know really use it. For anything but to follow people. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know anybody. Yeah, but uh, Twitter's good for like if you want to get news, in news, breaking news. It's all over the fucking place. Yeah. If you want to get into an argument with uh, with Patton Oswalt, yeah, uh, you can do that. He will respond. Or any 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 celebrity, they'll they'll respond to their uh, mentions. Right. I had like an a, an exchange with Doug Stanhope, one of my favorite comedians. Nice. A few years ago. And it was it was cool. And then he died. No, he's still here. But any day, man, that dude drinks like a like a. Oh, Doug Stanhope's not the guy. Which woman just died? Who am I thinking? Brody Stevens. Brody Stevens. I've got him mixed up. Yeah. Somehow Doug Stanhope is still alive. He's a he's a drinking machine. He I think he has a hernia that he never got fixed. Um, I like hernias. Yeah, he's a uh, he's one of a kind. He's he's the one that I share uh, anytime I run across it. The uh, the nationalism is dumb. Uh, bit. I'm sure I've probably seen it. Yeah, it's it's a tremendous bit. But he uh, he's a libertarian adjacent at least. But he doesn't really he gets into stuff like that. But he's just one of the best wordsmiths out there while still being a drunk wearing a fucking laser shoot from the seventies. He's even got a gimmick. Nice, just like a wrestler. But anyway, um, Endgame was amazing. Just got to, I have to say that. I guess see it again sometime. Um, you want to do favorite things? Sure. I'm running a... It took way too much credit, you know? You know? You're running at a, a sanity de- deficit? Yep. It's going to be a fucking ad. Yeah, of course. It's an ad for Avengers. They know what we've been talking about. They sure do. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Cream colored favorite things, John. You got any things that you did this week? Did you fight anybody? Did you get punched in the nose? Yeah, I fought people. I got punched in the nose. I got punched in the jaw. Did you brock anybody's jaw though? I landed a ball of shots. I wasn't throwing as hard. I wasn't throwing real hard, but yeah, I landed some good shots on Chris on Wednesday. I fought Monday. It was just me. And, it was me and the instructor and one other guy. He's good. He's smaller. Quick. Uh, he's he's a well. He's a re- he wrestles for WVU. Right on. At like one twenty five. We have a good wrestling program too. At like one twenty five or one thirty five. Like he's small, but like just. Not in. Not, I'm not in the same league as far as fitness. Skill and fitness. Yeah. Just fitness. Like skill yeah. wise, we're skill wise, we're really close. Like, you know, he's done some karate. He's pretty good at boxing. You know, he's good at wrestling. Jiu-jitsu, We're both white belts. But no, like just training, like boxing or MMA, striking, sparring with him. I always have fun sparring with him because he's. You ever grapple? Grapple with him? Because yeah, well, we do. Like, I bet he's a tough motherfucker to get get on his back. Um. I've had better luck wrestling with him than I have with other people just because he, he's smaller. 
a lot of the guys I roll with are big, bigger, strong, my size, super strong. Yeah. So I'm actually probably a little stronger than him, but he's, you know, his cardio and movement and stuff, he's way faster than me. But, um, no, it's, it's fun as hell sparring with him because we're both like, we're both like really respectful sparring par- partners. Like, we're not, not likely to injure each other. Yeah. Like, we're doing our shit and we're being fast and we're being effective, but we're controlling, being considerate about injuring, you know. Not the rule is hit, hit him as hard as you want him to hit you, right? Yeah. But the problem is, if someone starts hitting me harder than I want to be hit, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's hard to make that, it's hard to make that bring them down without you know what I mean yeah sometimes it's hard to get them to just say hey you know ease up but um which is what happens with Chris all the time Chris will just beat the fuck out of you he rattled my that was that was so Monday was I sparred with Austin got a crazy workout did did like an hour of striking just non-stop and then an hour and a half of jiu-jitsu and Wednesday I did uh, just sparred with Chris as soon as it, it was just him and me and then Keith came in later Keith's training for another fight he's the guy that just recently lost a fight he's already got another one lined up it's uh, I imagine whenever they they lose they want to get back in there and get a win as quick as possible I mean especially if there was little to no injuries yeah especially if it's like you made a mistake and it's like I, I should have you know I could have beat that guy I think Zig when I should have zagged and- yeah it's like I or uh, like I played his game like I, I went into his guard instead of just keeping it on the feet where I would have won, kind of stuff like that. That's what, like like we were talking about earlier. John Jones, he goes into a fight and he does play the the guy that he's fighting's game. He can do whatever. He does it all. That's part of the mind fuck. Yeah, because he took down Daniel Cormier because he was clinching Daniel Cormier, pushing Daniel against the cage, doing whatever in the in the first fight. The second fight didn't last. Because right you think you know you're if you're fighting a wrestler, you think he's going to wrestle, and if you're fighting you know Leo de Machida, you think he's going to Leo de Machida you. When you're fighting John Jones, he's going to do you to you. Yeah, it's a mirror match, except for he's way bigger and stronger, and he got better at doing what you do. Yeah, very quickly. Yeah, it's yeah. a nightmare, and I had a nightmare. He's so big. I had a nightmare. I had a dream. It was a really good dream that I was actually like in an MMA tournament, and like, but it was like you were in a kumite. Yeah, it was basically a kumite, and it was like in this kind of like warehouse, like a like a big auto shop, like a big high ceiling kind of warehouse type place. You know, with maybe 30 spectators and like, but like everybody about the same weight class and we didn't know who was going to fight who. And I watched a couple fights. I watched some people I know fight and like it was, it was like a really vivid dream. Like I thought like it felt real and like people were getting hurt and stuff. And then then my turn to fight came up and it got narrowed down. I didn't know who was going to fight. And I was like, like, please don't make it that fucking Russian grappler. Please don't make it that Russian grappler. Please don't make it that fucking Russian grappler. Don't ever make it that Russian grappler. It was, and I got the fucking Russian grappler. Oh no. And I felt the anxiety start building up in me and I was sleeping real good too because it was a deep dream obviously. And then, and then that anxiety started building. I was like, oh fuck, I'm actually, I actually have to fucking fight it. Like, Jesus I could get hurt. Right? Fuck. And then I woke up, and it was like five thirty in the morning. I couldn't go back to sleep. You can go out and start doing push-ups. I yeah. Got, at one I point, I'm, I got, go, I'm going to meet this man. I just I didn't get off the couch. I just did some crunches right there on the couch <laughs> and got my phone and dicked off. You know, I'm going to meet this guy someday. Jesus. Did a, you know, did a shot of tequila and put the YouTube on. Just like, I'm, well, I'm up now. <laughs> did he have a big, nice, square jaw? Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. Scruffy beard, but not like a full beard, like a yeah. like a ten o'clock shadow, maybe. Yeah, just like really short, dark buzz hair. cut, not totally buzz, but like really short. Oh god, dark it's hair. terrifying. 
Like, you know, big pecs. Yeah, traps. Yeah, just like wrestler. Oh, God. Uh, Short legs, probably. It's like... I mean, yeah, maybe he's pretty. He was pretty proportional. But no, I woke up before I had to fight him. How do you think he would have fared? I think he probably would have mopped the floor with me. Yeah, call him the janitor. But I don't know. That dream was going well, and I, I don't know. I've been, I'm getting a lot more confident in a lot of ways, like with my striking, at least, like because I'm, I don't know. I just feel, I feel more in control. I'm less scared. I'm landing more shots on more people. Than I have been. Mm. I'm defending better. My movement's better. I'm, ev- you know, starting to get it. I mean, how's the jujitsu coming? Slow. I think that's kind of how it is, right? Yeah, because it, see, a striking, I was already like, you know, past part of the learning curve, and with the jujitsu, I'm still. Yeah, you never really had anybody to wrestle around with growing up either. I mean, we wrestled and stuff. I did that a lot. I actually, did a fair amount, like in middle school and some in high school too. But every day of my life, it was just it was it was just it was just chaos. Jujitsu, you know, it wasn't yeah, like it was, I actually learned. Yeah, you weren't r- it was drilling. Like, it was like I learned, you know, taught myself how to triangle somebody. You know, a couple little things I learned that I give me an advantage over somebody that has no idea how to do anything. Um, I mean, I know you know you just kind of instinctively know how to wrestle somebody if you're an athlete and you yeah you've interacted with other boys. You know, it's sexually. It's, it's gotta it's gotta happen. You gotta fight one of these guys at some point. Some people have never been in a fight. I don't mean necessarily fight, but like you just, you know, you wrestle with each other. Yeah. Like slides each other up. You think it's weird that some people have never gotten into a physical altercation? It's not a bad thing. It doesn't surprise me, but yes, I think it's weird. Yeah, I'm not saying like it's a bad thing. You should yeah. you should have to fight once in your life. I don't think you should. I mean, yeah, I don't I mean, yeah. I'm happy that I have had so few. As drunk as I've been in so many places, yeah, around people that like to start shit. I'm amazed I lived in Morgantown as long as I did and never got into a fight in Morgantown, not once. Me neither. And I didn't live there two and a half years, maybe, but still. And I was like, you know, I was downtown. I lived downtown for a lot of that time and just walk around by myself, go to bars by myself. And a dainty gal like you, you could be taken by street toughs or uh, human traffickers. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm lucky I'm hard to kidnap. Because I'm so big. It's one of your advantages. You can reach things that are up high. Yeah. You're hard to carry away. I've noticed uh, Chuck actually said I'm starting to look tall, which I, don't, I haven't gained any height. Because you're... Because yeah, I'm shrinking. He said I look like a basketball player. I was like, huh. Very nice. I'm actually starting to look my height, I think, eventually. How, how tall are you? 6'2"-ish. I don't, I don't really know. I've always been told 6'2", so... It's probably like six one and three quarter or something. Yeah, my brother's six four. He's a. It's weird because I actually have to look up at him, even though, even though it's only two inches. My other brother was about my height. My sister's like five ten. Some hosses. My mother was a uh, Russian bodybuilder. Yeah. Until she became a West Virginia girl. She was the the uh, the female version of Alexander Karelin. Before she became a, you ever heard of him? A West Virginia mom. She was a Russian bodybuilder. Yeah, she was a Russian bodybuilder. She was actually in the wrestling program. Um, they just shot her. They called. Uh, they called her the the experiment 
because they would just shoot her full of all the testosterone, all the steroids, everything that she that you could do to get somebody yeah. jacked and ready to fuck somebody up. Yeah, just and then like a fucking. Um, this was in the forties, I guess. They're the fifties, sixties. Then uh, like she fucked the old man. She's and, like a fucking Drago. Yeah, she's uh, Emily Drago. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that dude, Alexander Karelin? He was uh, the Russian wrestler. That was undefeated until I mean, Rulon Gardner beat him. I have, I can't remember. I can't remember. God, that dude was all the way jacked. I'm gonna look him up. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, uh, he was called the Russian Experiment because Alexander A N D E R Karelin. Okay, um, they just took him and made him. An amazing wrestling specimen. Like, that's him getting ready to fucking powerbomb somebody. Damn. (laughs) That son of a bitch. He's just a fucking... He's just power. That's all he is. And he also, he was a great wrestler. Power plus a little bit of technique. Yeah. They just took him and shot him full of all the steroids, all the stuff they could do. EPO. It's amazing now. What was that movie? Um... It's Icarus. Icarus, yeah. Have you watched it? Yeah. It's about, how, about how just how fucking organized the Russians fucked up doping programs are. Yeah. Like they've been doing it on purpose for decades. Yeah. And then covering it up. And and doing it well. Covering and then it that up. Guy, yeah. And nobody was catching them. Nobody cared. Or they cared, but they would have cared. And it's, nobody it's caught not, them. It's not that hard to, to get away with it if you know your shit. Yeah, and they did. I mean, you need to watch this movie because I can't really explain it. People out there. They uh, explain how they like had a, a cubby hole where they could reach in and take samples from the athletes and replace them with regular people samples that weren't tainted. Right. You know, uh, at the offices. They, they did all this. It was fucking amazing. For decades. For 30 years, I think. As long as I can remember. Or it says as long as... Uh, it, it was like an ongoing thing since probably as long the as, as long as, 70s. As long as he could remember, the, the guy, yeah. the whistleblower. The whistleblower and it, like his family's still trapped in Russia, and he's over here, and there's a definite price on his head. Oh, for sure, he's in very real danger. But yeah, it's it's it won an Oscar for best documentary a couple of years ago, and it was a Netflix thing. It didn't go anywhere else. Like it might have premiered in a theater, but Netflix produced the damn thing, so they won an Oscar. You know, and that yeah, I, it's one of the better. It's definitely top five sports documentary. So yeah, it's good. Fucking amazing! Because the guy that made it, what he wanted to do was test himself to see how he would perform in like a bike race, clean, and then how he performed, jacked up on all the juice, all the gunk. So, and it didn't really improve him that much. So we're on favorite things, and yeah. we haven't even brought up Game of Thrones. Thrones, Thrones, dog. Are you kidding me with Game of Thrones, though? I haven't got to rewatch the episode yet, but my God, what a fucking episode. You got Tormund all over the place. I I, I was having a day or something. Um, you know, maybe I drank a little too much or something, but I was having a day. And something about some of those scenes made me cry. I got weepy. The Jamie shit made me cry. Jamie coming back and... Tr- I had to pause the show and go off and have like a personal moment about my... Because he, want, he, 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 wants, he wants to fight under... Brienne. Well, he's just, it's just, he's so, he's such the hero that, I, that I've always known him to be, but he's if been, he's, but he's been a villain. Uh, everything he did, ex- he's done except for pushing the kid out of the balcony. Even, and, the, even that could be and for fucking honor. fucking his sister. 
But even that could be other than fucking your sister. You love who be, you love. Being loyal to that. Everything that, was for honor. Fucking your sister and being loyal to that cunt, and pushing the brain out the window, which is the same thing. It was the same issue. His only problem was her. Was her. Other than that, he's been tremendous. He spared his brother. He helped he, his brother he gets, escape. He gets pinned with with being this the stigma of being Kingslayer. Yet he saves the fucking city. If it wasn't for him, they'd all probably been dead. And he shows up by himself because his sister's a twat. And, he, and he's going to fight with these motherfuckers he denied, that, that hate him. He denied his inheritance and his riches to join the Kingsguard. To just like, this is my job. I'm just going to be a soldier. Almost like joining the Night's Watch, but, you know, yeah. upper class. You know? And then, like, yeah, the way he saved Brienne from rape. The way he the way he pr- protected the Stark girls. He was friends with uh, Mother Stark. You know, he just just character out the wazoo and everybody loves to still up until just recently love to hate him because oh he fucks his sister and he pushed Bran out the window and he's you know he's smug and he had the rivalry with Ned Stark it's like he says in the show it's like everything I've done I've done for my house and my family and for and for honor and I'd do it all over again I wouldn't change anything God, what a scene that was and then it was like Everybody got a moment to shine in this episode, you know. And it was like interpersonal. And they shit. were all and like people you never really seen, like uh, Davos and and Tormund together, like in a scene. Um, Sansa and Cer- and uh, um, Danny. Yeah. Finally, actually having a one on one. Yeah, having a moment there. Gal talking. That made me feel a little bit too there when they were like. And of course, Brienne being knighted. Yeah. I fucking welled up and yeah. I was just and I was pumping my fist because I was excited yeah. and I was excited because Tormund was excited Tormund was jacked up about it <laughs> oh that was another I love that the beginning of that scene when I think Davos or someone said would you like would you like a drink brought my own brought my own it's is it fucking, is it fucking yeah, bullhorn or whatever it is full of rotten goat's milk yeah. he tells the story because he's so full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I killed a giant when I was dead. <laughs> he's got his eyes wide open. <laughs> and his, and his, what is he? His wife suckled me out of teeth. Thought I was a baby. <laughs> Giant's milk. That's why I got so strong. That's how I got so... <laughs> <laughs> he's so fucking awesome. Sorry. He's so funny. I just, if they're doing spinoffs, I hope he survives so they can, so they can have him in the, in the next one, you know? And I love the joke from season six, I think it is. Yeah, when um, he's they're going they're going out to try to catch a wild walker, going to almost certain death. And that group, the 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 Fantastic Seven or whatever. Yeah. And then the guy's like something about something something dick. He's like, oh, he didn't understand. Dick. He didn't understand the term. It's like, dick. oh yeah, it's like it's like another word for cock. Ah, I like dick. It. I like, I like it. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> That's when you know George R. R. Martin is no longer in control <laughs> when jokes like that happen. But I like it. No, yeah, it's funny. It was great. It's a uh, well. It's in modern. the first episode of this season, uh, there was a moment where John is sort of like Sam for a minute, where where it's, uh, Dan- Daenerys is up on the on the dragon, and she tells him to climb on. I don't know how to ride a dragon. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sounds just like Sam. yeah. Nobody knows how to ride one until they do it. Something like that. yeah. But yeah, he, I like. I do like how sometimes it's funny, even though they're at the. It's just the worst situation. Yeah, there's not a worse situation they could be in. Everybody's going to die. 
And the fucking sex scene, of course, caused a tiny bit of controversy. I don't know why she's 22, but I think she was, that was CGI body. Which one? The sex scene. Arya and um, Gen- oh, because of her Gendry. age? Yeah. Because they don't know how old she is. She's at least 18 yeah, they in, don't know the, how they, in, in real continuity. life. She's 22. In the show, she's probably like 6, 17. Yeah, but you didn't really see anything. and Who cares? And, well, they also, there was, they were praising it too because she was in control the entire time. I'm not the red la- red woman or whatever. I'm not going to take your pants off for you. She, she was in control the entire time. She oh, she so, was coming to him. So if yeah, so if the dynamics would have been different, it would have been uh, unethical. If if Gendry, it could be seen if, that if way, Gendry I guess. was the yeah, Gendry was we the don't top. know how old Gendry is. You know, he's a little bit old. He's a couple years old. He might her. be 26 because he was a teen when she was like a tween. You know, yeah. The, but they they praise it because mm-hmm. of the dynamic because. Uh, she was in control, and that uh, was like one of the only positive sex scenes for women in our, the entire. Our culture show. is fucked. I know, uh, but um, god damn it! Like everything in that episode was just so fucking. It it, it seemed like the penultimate episode before the the big fucking I, battle. I thought it was a great, like I've rewatched it several. I think it's a great episode. Like there was no action. Very little. Really. It was all jokes and funny, and you don't see and that very often. It was reconciliation, and it was like, uh, but on top of like tension, and then like all these people, these like, you know, clearing, there's a lot of clearing of air, and you know what I mean? Like, it was just a kind of a cathartic episode emotionally. Yeah. It was very, they call it a bottle episode. Almost feel goody. In like TV terms, it's a bottle episode where you don't leave. One location for the entire time. Of course, Winterfell's a city, sort yeah. of. The name of the episode is Winterfell. Yeah, I think. But uh, I don't know who I would call the MVP of that episode. But Tormund, he, uh, he was Jamie. great. Jamie was great. James. Brienne, of course, the the she's, way she acted like she just got really got she, knighted. In she's her life. a good actor. She she's really, very good. She's doing a great job. She's doing. I mean, the hounds in it, and he's all sad and shit, and. What did it hurt him and Arya had a little moment together? Yeah, and then um, what's his name? The one-eyed guy with the flaming sword. He was awesome. He used to be. He was on Arya's list at one point. Yeah, and so I guess her list changes. Well, the, hound, the hound was too. You've heard Chuck talk about how the, there's a theory that she's the wraith or waif. She's the waif. Yeah, like I don't believe that theory. Uh, I hope not. But if they do it. They'll do it good if, if that's what it is. They'll figure out a way to make it awesome. But I, I want her to survive. She's been through a lot of shit. It's the hero's journey. She's like everybody. Everybody in that show, except for like Cersei, has a hero's journey, and probably uh, Sir Gregor. Um, the mountain. I'm no, sorry. Um, yeah, Sir Gregor, Cersei, uh, Euron. Great joy. Yeah. He, he's just pure evil. He's just pure trash. Yeah, Candleton. He, he's just he's just terrible. He's Candleton Hall. Candleton, great <laughs> You think Candleton's worse than Palton? Uh, I've seen some nice places in Palton. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying I haven't been all the way up Candleton Holler. Like because you know there's there's the road that goes all the way to Dixie, right. but then there's the Holler Road. Yeah, you know I've not really been up that there up there that far so. And I, I hold an affinity for Candleton because I played all my baseball there growing up. Me too. You know, I had some moments there. Yeah. I Hit have. some dingers, broke out some windshields. I enjoyed the pizza and the snacks and the Mountain Dew. 
Where did they get their pizza from? I don't know, but I loved it. It was like it was almost like one of those um, Ballard's frozen pizzas. B A double L A R D S. It's true. Those pizzas are for some reason taste good. They still have something. Because that's what we got when we were kids. We yeah. didn't have all these options. Yeah. You got your Ballard's out of the not even frozen section at the time, and you took it home, and, and you begged mom to buy some fucking extra cheese to go on it, and some <laughs> extra pep, extra I, pepperoni. I, I don't think I was that, I was that cunning. Oh, I was. I was just like... I didn't get to be such a large boy. I was just like, I'll <laughs> eat... Not eating everything. I'll eat most of whatever you make. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Oh, uh, Fuck. Um, I actually cooked for myself pretty early on. I started. Um, I started at like I was like five or six, and when I learned how to make scrambled eggs, I uh, I I think I used a bottle until I was like five years old. Not, and I'd make it myself. I just Damn. liked the action of using it. I liked using a fucking bottle. I don't know why. Nobody ever stopped me. Uh, maybe they should have. I don't know. Be <laughs> bad for your teeth. For yeah, you, but I don't know. But I would like, you know, some people keep straw in their mouth. Yeah. I would just sit there with the bottle there, just gnawing on the thing, you know? That should be your stick. You should bring that back. <laughs> big, big big bad baby. <laughs> well, you know, you know, that'd be like your rapper. Be a new gimmick. Your rapper swagger. That could be a person that has a gimmick in real life, like a juggalo. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Just an idea. Maybe start wearing uh, Zubaz pants all the time. Yeah. Maybe, Those are comfortable. I have to Maybe say. do like a sideways cap. Or how about a uh, propeller cap? A little propeller beanie? Yeah. And a big lollipop. Uh, yeah. And a lollipop and then the bottle. And the bottle. And, and gold. We're get, we're get, platinum, gold. Platinum fronts. <laughs> oh, my teeth are taking a beating. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones is definitely a favorite thing for, the, uh, for this week's episode. It's got to be. It's one of the best. It's one of the most solid... Episodes, especially to feature no fighting, just everything's so ominous and amazingly calm. Yeah, considering what's really about to happen, I would be freaking out so hard. Yeah, if a, if a fucking horde, you're probably going to die in the worst way imaginable and become a zombie. Most likely. Yeah, the the uh, Night King. He's he's the Thanos of. Um, Right of the uh, Game of Thrones universe, he wants to, except for he wants to kill everybody. He wants he, he wants his own. He wants an endless night. Supposedly, if he gets to Bran, with the theory, the way they've presented it, is that if he can get Bran, then he Bran it represents all the memory, the entire historic memory of Westeros and the people there. So if he can destroy Bran, then he destroys that memory. And then it's just going to be like endless oh, winter God. and just zombies. And if anybody ever... What will they eat? They don't really eat people, do they? They don't need to. Because yeah, they're so well hydrated. It's just like the magic keeps them alive. It's amazing. Most zombie stories, like uh, you know the movies, it starts as a disease. Yeah. Everybody dies. Yeah, this they isn't, have to eat still. This isn't that. Yeah, this isn't like they have to... This is magic. This That's is awesome. Yeah, this is... Um, well, that's the, the life force of whatever the children did to to create the Night King. Yeah, there's a theory that they're evil. Sticking that, sticking that dragon glass in him. They do look pretty shitty. Yeah, they look evil as fuck. They stuck that dragon glass in him, created him so that they would have a weapon to use against men because they were losing the war against the first men. And so they created 
this race of like they're actually like really highly intelligent in a lot of ways. They have like a hive mind. The like all and then so he'll get a baby like Nike would get babies from Craster and those babies actually grow like a real species and become those are those guys with the long hair that they're like his his main crew yeah his homies yeah that if you kill one of them like the guys around him will die something awesome. because he he has the ability to crew, raise the dead too he's got he's like not a clone but like a uh, like, like a, a fucking like a sergeant or something yeah and but but then all the the regular wildlings like it, you know what I mean. They're just like dumb as shit. Like they're just part of a hive mind. They're like not even as smart as a demogorgon. <laughs> but the other guys, I feel like the guys higher up in the ranks who he who are actually part of this species. You see, there's different. There's a hierarchy. It's not like they're all the same. There's like the Night King, who's like super super powerful and has all these powers, and then he has a people below him that just just like any other army have different achievements and different ranks and different skills but then once you get down to just the base level guys that if you kill one of the sergeants they all die they're just like hive mind things yeah they're, they're, they don't really have a consciousness i do like how the second in command guys all have like the long hair and they're suited up they look cool yeah they got horses and shit yeah those those, those God, what a show they're those those guys are actually intelligent and like have a rich inner life and spirituality and shit like they're actually a species that's what's crazy about this show is it's such a big world and the books too that like that they have their own it has the people in that universe have their own folklore and all this shit languages languages and like they have they have their songs and everything yeah and then the, it's just and then it's it's very dendritic right so it's just like you go, you take one branch and there's like all kinds of stories. Like there's, there's whole big, you could do whole series just on, um, what's the Southern part of the Western Dorn Dorn, just the history and the, like the military history and all the culture and stuff of the people of Dorn. You could do a series just on Dorn, like a Ken Burns style fucking documentary, you know? Yeah. Or just a long series yeah. about, about that Dorn during that, this certain history period in that'd history. That'd be cool if know? they did do that. Like, uh, cause I know they're doing spinoffs. I don't know exactly what they're doing or what ones are doing, <coughs> but if they like did like just a, half of them um, sort of like uh, anthology style, like um, like uh, what's that fucking one? Uh, Fargo. There's a TV show Fargo, mm-hmm. and it's they do a season about one thing that happened in that uh, mid northern Midwest area that didn't really happen, but they say it's a true story. But um, and then they'll do another season where it has nothing to do with it. It's probably in the same universe. Yeah. So they could do that with Game of Thrones spinoffs, like history of here, history of here. Or like, or even like the same, it could even be the tam- same time span of seasons one through eight, but from a different person's fr- perspective. I thought they should have always just gotten like a farmer, just have like a, like an office style, <laughs> an office style fucking mockumentary about the farmer that lives there that just minds his own fucking business. <laughs> yeah. About, and then like have part of it be about him and a part of it be about, you know, some, a, you know, a, a butcher in Dorn and another part of it being yeah. about a winemaker and just like the, the working class in, yeah. of Westeros. <laughs> and then you get to hear them talk about the shit that's happening and, and their attitudes towards the different characters that you yeah. already love and know. It'd That's be. a good fucking idea. Yeah. Well, they did this show. Um, it's set in the DC universe. I forget what it was called, but it was um, it was about an advertising agency in Gotham, or and uh, like in, in in the DC universe with Superman and Batman and all these villains and stuff. And they were like an advertising agency or some something like that. It might have been a, 
a newspaper or a magazine or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, how they reacted to things like Batman stuff or Superman stuff. It was set in the universe, but none of those guys ever showed up. <laughs> so something like that. Them reacting to Superman stuff, like the the uh, people of whatever, the, the Iron Islands reacting to the Battle of the Bastards when they hear about it, you know? Yeah. And different people from all the different regions that are just nobodies. And make whole shows around that. It's a great fucking And idea. then somehow time all together at the end of the season. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd, I'd be good at this shit. I'd be a good writer or whatever. I'm not willing to do all the work. And You're an idea man. I, yeah, I am. You're an idea man. I'm not willing to do all the work and socialite bullshit that it takes to get into those positions, but if someone wanted to hire me, it'd probably be a good idea. What if uh, Vince McMahon called you and wanted you to write for the World Wrestling Federation? I probably wouldn't do it. But you don't have to move. You just uh, you can just uh, stay at home and write your storylines for The Undertaker. I'd have to think about it, but... Um, I'd have to think about it. It's not. It's not a field I'm comfortable with. Yeah. What if they called you for, um, uh, um, as a consultant for the Cobra Kai season three? Definitely, they should. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking go rewatch all the Karate Kids. Even the next Karate Kid. Yeah, I'll, I'll like go deep. I'll go meta on that. Do you remember shit. the next Karate Kid? That's the one with the girl. I don't really swank. It was all right. I don't really remember it, but I suppose I watched it. There's no way. Yeah, I definitely watched. I still haven't watched the Jackie Chan, Will Smith's son, Karate Kid. It wasn't even karate. He's kung fu. I can't even. I can't just bring myself to do it. Yeah, I I won't either. I found because we're racist. That no, that's one of those. uh, Yes, but uh, it's one of those ones that I thought I when they remade it, I was like, that's disrespectful. There's no reason to do that. Like, whenever they tried to do the Star Wars, not Star Wars thing, but uh, the Ghostbusters with the women, I was like, I mean, I like all the people in it. I'll give it a shot. And it wasn't great. It was just okay. It made all the obvious jokes. Right. But, um, like, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, when they remade the Karate Kid. Yeah. I just didn't, I was, like, not on board. Yeah, no. I don't care that they change the story or anything. I just like that. That's one just doesn't need to be done. Everybody loves it the way it is. And you can get an idea about something, too, like, Oh, they're rebooting Karate Kid. Just the fucking flyer, or you know, just the vibe. It's like you know, it it's looked, like it's the vibe I got from that was just like no. It looked way less fun than the than the old ones. The old ones are so good, so fun. Just it didn't have you know, it didn't have the. It's like, I don't want to know this character. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't want to. I don't instantly wanna, drawn to Pat Morita. Yeah, there's it's it just looks like a fucking. It's just a typical Hollywood hack job. So gay. I was, yeah. That's one I vowed to never see. Whenever it came out, I don't mind remakes. I like them. They're fine. I might watch it now. Maybe <laughs> I'm thinking about it <laughs> just to see. Because we're this far in. Yeah. Well, we'll, I, well, no. You know, be smart about it. Rewatch Karate Kid three. You yeah. know, maybe rewatch the Hillary Swank one. See how you feel. I remember thinking it was fine. Then go meta with the remake with the Black Karate Kid. Mm. The black kung fu kid that they call well, we, kid. I've heard that they're thinking about trying to remake Bloodsport. How would you feel about that? Well, again, it's just like they could do an okay job at it. They could. 
But it's probably it's probably going to be garbage. Well, and I've also well, the, there was rumors that Ronda Rousey was going to be in a Roadhouse remake where she would play um, Swayze's character, the bouncer. Yeah, but that never came to pass. It's probably because they found out she couldn't act very good. But uh, she's I, a, she's a good wrestling actor. Yeah, <laughs> she's very she's a very good wrestling actor, and that's way different. <laughs> well, sometimes it's not. I mean, The Rock does good. He does fine. If you're a good actor, you can probably do the rest. Dave Batiste is great. Yeah. But if you're a wrestling actor, you can't necessarily do other yeah. acting stuff. Some of them can. And it's, yeah. it's very few. Very I'm far. I'm between. sure there's lots of highly talented, smart wrestling people. I'm one of them. Because I am a commentator. I'm one half he of is. the world's most dangerous wrestling commentary team. So you so. guys, you guys going to do a tag team, like a surprise... You do a run-in? Yeah. I, I've told them I want nothing to do with any storylines, except for the ones between me and uh, Frampton, that we just kind of make up on the spot. Like the mm-hmm. ongoing thing where he has a crush on Kevin Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> and makes fun of Kirk Blackman. Yeah. <laughs> Poor bastard. He got it this last one, man. <laughs> <laughs> he likes that, we do, that he does it. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> it's not like you're picking on him in real life. Like it got to a point, yeah, because he he tells he told Frampton to really lay it on, and of course I, um, I defend him and, I, and he's my friend and all this stuff, but uh, <laughs> um, sometimes I'll I'll throw little jabs myself, but uh, it was at a, a part of the match where Kirk Blackman was getting his ass whooped, and then he started his comeback and he was getting the better of the guy who was wrestling, and I just said. Uh, Bronco, you can call Kirk Blackman stupid. You can call him ugly. You can say his haircut's retarded, but you can't say he doesn't have any heart. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so I just said all the things I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, doing that, doing that's so much fun. And he gives us no notes. We just say what the fuck we want as long as we don't cuss too much. Yeah. We don't use the big ones. Yeah, keep Just because they don't want to edit it out. Yeah, keep you know? it reasonable. Even though I don't, I think they wanted to keep it at a minimum because they want kids to watch the the uh, YouTube. Yeah, and if, if there's so many of the major cuss words, they'll, they'll have to put a different rating on it or something. I don't know. Right, but we can say pretty much whatever we want. It's great, and now we're getting paid. Makes it worth it. Putting my time in. You're building up. You're building your career. I'm building a brand. You're building your brand. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Um, that was a favorite thing. I think we even talked about it last from last week is uh, doing that and getting actually. I think we're getting good at it. Like as far as the actual what we're supposed to do, like describe the matches. I right. think we're, we're uh, getting pretty good. Yeah, it's like anything else. It takes you know practice. It just happens that our practice was uh, taped and going to be used and people are going to hear it. I'm also glad that none of the wrestlers uh, seem to care what we say. You know, I, sometimes I get a little worried. Like I'll say somebody looks like they're in great shape and they're 450 pounds. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think if you're in that, I mean, you're, you get it. You're yeah. exposing your 400 pound body and tights to a crowd of people. <laughs> Surely you're in touch they with know. the reality. But yeah. As long as I don't say thing, anything too bad, you know, like as long as I'll say, look at this fat slob. Like that's Frampton. He can do that. He's, <laughs> he's the bad guy. <laughs> um, another favorite thing. I was 
listening to some Connor Oberst. Let me find it. Connor Oberst? Connor Oberst. Also of Bright Eyes and Better Oblivion, Oblivion Community Center. But he has his own stuff, and I got into it some this week. And there is a song called Eagle on a Pole off of his, I think it's his first solo solo album. And it's tremendous. If you like this type of music. If you if you don't like Connor Ober's voice, I get it. Yeah, it's okay to not like him. <laughs> but I remember loving this song so much. This It came out, or I got it at a time when everything was kind of going to shit and I was drinking a lot and all that. And so this whole album has a, a big uh, place in my gut, you know? Yeah. But I don't know who his backing band was for this one, but they just did a fucking great job. Across the cement. Oh, look at the champs. It wasn't the Mystic Valley Band, was it? This it might be the Mystic Valley Band because this they he recorded this album and then eight months later they put out a Mystic Valley Band album. It's maybe some overlap because you'll hear it when it comes in here. It sort of sounds like the Mystic Valley Band. Back yeah, where the yard begins. yeah I, I was listening to this and it, just, it got to me It hit me like it did back then, you know You know how right. something does that Yeah, yeah so where have you been? I've been writing I think I've written two songs in the last two weeks Oh, sweet Yeah, I don't know if they're good but You haven't recorded them? Nah, I just uh, Was done I'm kind of trying not to do that because I do want to make an actual album. You can't. You don't want to put out demos of songs that you're going to. Yeah, not anymore because I did that before and everyone's like, "Oh, I've already heard these, maybe." And that maybe that might be why they don't download it, even though I'm not getting paid for it. You know. So I've just been kind of keeping like the last three yeah, or four. That makes sense. Wraps. I would never release demos of songs I was putting on an album. No, not never. But if I did, it would just be a few of them. See, I never thought I was going to make an album, so I just yeah. I put out everything I did. I recorded it on my phone most of the time. Yeah. And I definitely should just record it on my phone so I can remember what they fucking sound like whenever I Document it, it yeah. somehow. I mean, I do have it written down, but I don't. Uh, I but didn't that notate the that melody. That doesn't capture the vibe. Yeah, it doesn't capture what I was doing. But yeah, I've written a couple in the last few weeks that I, I, I like okay. Um, I rediscovered some. I found a CD that I made um, of just a compilation of songs from like Burn. You remember Burn? Yeah. From like 2006 or 2007 all the way up to like 2010. And I found a, a song that I like and I'm going to relearn it. And maybe if I ever get a gig again, play it out. Maybe maybe if I do an album, re-record it. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you, like there's all those backlogs where you didn't, you made, made good recordings of it, but it wasn't like an official thing. Yeah, it was, that you could tie into a new album that you know I wanted to get I want to because there's this program that's only for Apple uh, GarageBand yeah and it's supposedly like the easiest most simple fucking program to use to record music and and professionals use it sometimes yeah nothing wrong with GarageBand yeah and I've thought about either getting an iPad or maybe getting an Apple Laptop. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't know if I. I mean, if you want to do that, but you could get really cheap software interface. Yeah, most of the interfaces you buy come bundled with. Um, yeah, I mean my uh, my little blue box. Mm-hmm. I've, I made a couple recordings with that on uh, the program that came with it. Yeah, I just don't know where the CD. Is. Maybe I, mean, I could download it. 
because I'm registered to the site. I remember it being decently easy to use. They come with some, and I'm sure nowadays, because it's been a long time since I've done it, I'm sure they've got excellent software. That's super easy. I mean, bearing learning curves, but yeah. n- nothing you couldn't I mean, handle. Not, uh, nothing you can't handle. When I was making recordings between 2006 and 2009, I was using Fruity Loops just for the beats, the free version, and I would make my drum beats on that. And trans and uh, transfer it over to whatever to my fucking uh, recording machine. I'm pretty sure I bought a subscription to Sonar. I think I, I can use Sonar. Can you have it on more than one uh, laptop? I'm sure I could. Yeah, I just say it's my device. Cool. And does it have? Uh, remember all the fucking programs for guitar effects and all that shit. Sonar. Yeah. What I what I purchased would be probably far surpassing the last stuff that I've worked with in terms of how good it sounds. Cool. Maybe I'll do that because I want to start doing that again. I want to stop coming home from work and waiting to go to sleep. Yeah, I've been, I've been, you know, I've got, you know, I play a little bit. I've written some songs in the last year. You want to do a super group, me and you, um, like come up with a name? And uh, I feel like we already did that. What, the Dirty Shame? No, like, didn't we have some? Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. The Route 60 Riders. <laughs> It'd have to be hip hop. I think that this was a joke back when we, maybe back when we were working on your album, where it was like, it was that we had some gay joke about it or something. I don't remember. We probably did. I just can't remember what the name was. Yeah, it's been a long time. The, uh, yeah, it's been six years. The Gruesome Twosome. <laughs> oh, no, I remember. It was like, it was like I remember one thing was the boom, digging, mock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm singing a low voice and you're singing a high voice. Oh, like, yeah. Or like there was like. Yeah. Some, there was something like that. <laughs> there were several. I think we had several little shticks. Well, we get fucking stoned whenever we were recording. So hijinks were bound to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I got to. I don't have to smoke to to do good audio work, but it. it it um makes it, it more interesting. Well, no, it, it actually in, enhances my ability to hear certain things. I've noticed that whenever I back whenever I used to partake in marijuana, that listening to things was more satisfying, more intense, especially through headphones or good speakers, which I don't have. I mean, it's there's I mean, it's science. It's not like it's not just like being drunk and thinking that you're thinking that you're enjoying something. I mean, you're actually. It actually increases your neurological ability to absorb sound. Yeah, you know, cognitively and emotionally. Um, it it really helps. Um, you know, you can you can be a great a great audio guy without any just all all natural without any weed, but it it's like a for you it's like a performance. It's like a drug. steroids without any downside. Yeah, that's perfectly. It's only healthy. upside. It's just perfectly healthy. Yeah, there's literally zero downside. It's like yeah, it does. Like I don't know about you, but uh, it only makes me lazy if I'm in a lazy setting. It doesn't you know? affect. It does not affect my work ethic one way or the other at all. Yeah, because fuck, we've we've both played gigs, probably stoned out of our minds. If I'm if I'm in a productive phase of my life. Smoking is not going to make me less productive, and if I'm in an unproductive, it's not going to make you less. It's not going to make less. me more or less productive. Yeah, I remember uh, 
way back in the day getting I don't even know if you were around you might have still been in high school just going up to that house that we all hung out at me and Matt and 1067 might have been even before that one I think it was even before mm-hmm. that one me and Matt and Max and whoever the fuck else your brother at some points yeah because we were in a band together at that point and uh, Stockwell Chris Stockwell a big big Stockwell mention there and we just get Mixed stone raging balls we just get so fucking stoned and then we'd all write songs and I don't know if any of those were any good because I don't remember the songs we wrote back then but uh, we got fucking zooted and we would stay up till five in the morning drinking and smoking weed and writing songs and it was a lot of fun yeah good times back before responsibility I mean Back before Donald Trump took control of our great nation. Nothing stopping you from doing that now. Getting, yeah. getting stoned and... There is not staying up till five in the morning, but yeah. But staying up past your bedtime working on music. With my job now, um, it's not hard to get up. Because I'm, I'm going to get up by... If I get up at 7.45 and don't take a shower or get ready, really, just... Take gather a lunch. I can get there by by the time to go, so or to work. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, normally I get up at six, do some yoga, yeah, stay stay up till midnight or one, be all right. I could definitely do that. I might need to start. But I love, man. I don't know though, man. I for me personally, it's been I'm in a phase of my life right now where um, I'm just acknowledging I've always been a person that really liked to sleep, and I've always just like had this like inner dissonance about it, like this cognitive dissonance, like I'm not supposed to sleep because sleeping is bad and you're supposed to be awake and be doing things. And I'm just getting to the point where I'm like so, so over that. Like, It's one of the most important things. If I feel like going to sleep, I'm going to fucking go to sleep. I'm not going to think twice about it. I'm going to sleep as long as I want, as long as I think it's healthy for me to sleep. I'm going to sleep that long. I come from, And I might even push the boundaries a little bit to the unhealthy side because fuck you. I'm sleeping. It's my life. I like sleeping. It's my life. It's now or never. Um, I look better when I sleep. Well, I come home from work and I'll make my, my dinner, which is usually a giant steak and some greens. And, uh, then sometimes I'll just go right to sleep by 7.30, wake up at 9.30, fuck around for a little bit, and go to bed at 11. I do that shit all the time. I've been sleeping in, like, yeah, like two shifts, like two, two four to five hour sleeping shifts. It's nice. Yeah. Sort just, of like a split shift at work. Just, yeah, just sleep when I'm tired and get up when I want to get up. Like the, the day where you woke up from the dream, did you go back to sleep at any point in that day? Yeah, I planned to. I was like, I know I didn't get enough sleep. That dream woke me up, so I'm just going to kind of like have another night, yeah, and then sleep into the afternoon. Right on. Um, trying to think of other favorite things. Uh, we could do ombridge. Oh, oh, that reminds me. That definitely reminds me. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go to umbrage. the Undertaker theme. We'll go with your umbridge first because I'm going to have to do a little bit of uh, prep for mine. Back there we go. Well, there's an ad before it, John. A fucking ad. Jeez Louise. What do we do to deserve this? End capitalism. End capital. <laughs> that doesn't sound like also in the in the state and in the Fed. It's it's literally impossible to end capitalism. You can't do it. 
There's going to be capitalism somewhere. People are going to interact and trade no matter what you fucking do. Voluntarily. Without the you psychopath. invisible hand of the state. You fucking psychopath. All right, Umbridge, what do you got? Oh, man, I know I've got all kinds of good shit. I'm having, I'm in a kind of a good mood, so it's, I'm having a hard time accessing yeah. it. Probably going to get some food here in a minute. Yeah, I need to eat. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to get into this. No, I'm, go in. Get into it. That's what we're here for. I'm just not primed for it. Like, I haven't researched it, and I've been, well, yeah, It can be... Uh, we can I'm, come back to it later. Yeah, and I've been telling myself that it's not part of my reality because I don't want to think about it because it's bad for my health. But there's this thing, this project in Fayette County called the Whitlock Farm. Okay. Which is like, they spent like... I forget how much it was. I'm thinking it was about $750,000 buying this property with taxpayer money with no plan for it whatsoever because of, you know, it's a farm and they're, they want to preserve it or something or, you know, whatever government bullshit reason they make up for wanting to do something that whatever whimsical horseshit they want to rob you and do something. So they bought this farm. You know, it's a beautiful farm and everything and I like the idea of it staying a farm, but... They spent $750,000 on it with no plan. It's been sitting there for several years, and now they're getting even more money from grants and stuff. They're putting high tunnels. They've got plans. They're trying to get people to, like, it's supposed to be, like, an aggregator farm for local farms, but also a place where you can have, you know, people can rent um, pasture and raise animals. People that don't have access to land or farming opportunities yeah. can use it. And you, maybe you can, like, run a greenhouse or... Like they've got all these different ideas for it, which are all fine, except that there's no fucking demand for anything that they're trying to do. <laughs> so they're getting a hundred thousand dollars a year from prop from a property tax addition that they somehow did, and they got an additional seven hundred, uh, several hundred thousand dollar grant, and they got and and the idea is to have people run it and produce all this food for people, you know, produce all this local food. It's like here I am, a lo- fucking local farmer, doing it on my own, and there, and I don't even have the fucking customer support I need. But they're going to take more money out of my property taxes to give to something that there's not even a fucking demand for. They don't even have anybody lined up to farm it. We're talking about millions of dollars. And they want to do like a for co-op nothing, thing? like a farm, like a bunch of things, like. Like maybe an aggregator for other farmers. That's like their cover up for the fact that they're, you know, just spending money just whimsically because they fucking can because they're status psychopaths. Um, but they're going to put some high tunnels on there. I think they have one or two built now. They're, they're trying to like get community members to volunteer. They have paid staff Jesus. managing it. Haven't produced a goddamn thing. Don't have much pr- hope. And some other people that I know supposedly are going to put cows on there. And they, they're they not even farming the property that they have already. They just want to get involved with it because community and because free shit and because they can. I'm all for community, but this seems like a bit much. No, this isn't community. This is a bunch of, this is a self-serving bureaucracy of authoritarian psychopaths who are robbing Fayette County of millions of dollars to start a farm Force, where there's already fuck tons of farms. To force start a farm where there's already a bunch of farmers who aren't being supported by the community to undercut them. Jesus. To undercut what's already been undercut by all the, the to Walmarts. Undercut, to undercut what there's already not a market for. It's just insane. Like, like That's as far as I'll go into it because I don't... You want to do more search? I'm not, I'm not well informed about it and... Um, 
maybe I shouldn't talk about it at all because it's not part of my reality. But um, but it is part of your reality because they're taking your and my property tax. But you know, if I wanted to take umbrage and I wanted to, if I wanted to do some recreational outrage and mm-hmm. really learn about just how fucking stupid these motherfuckers are, you know how wasteful they're being, and just it's just all it's all a big virtue signal. Um, I could get really fucking angry about it if I wanted to, but that's just not. You know, much like the change that Chuck's going through. You know, it's just not who I am. I don't want to. I've been going through some changes. I don't want to be angry. So if something if something triggers me or something makes me feel angry or upset or anything like that, I just say, I just pretend like it doesn't exist. One of my favorite things to do on social media is post a picture of something that I shouldn't. Like, just, uh, just to see if my mom likes it. Like I just posted this picture. Let me get back here. That picture that JMO sent me. It's a big butt plug. It's thing. anal beads. Yeah. And it's a pull start for a dishwasher. Cause the woman's butt. Yeah, pretty and the good. woman starts yeah. washing dishes. Yeah, I just want to see if my mom likes it. I really enjoy doing that. You want to see if your mom likes <laughs> it? My likes- mom will click click like because she won't get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Cause she likes everything that I put up anyway. And sometimes she'll see what I've done and not like it because it's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna put that up and see if she she likes on it. Facebook. Yeah, why not? She doesn't care, or they don't care. Yeah, why not? I'm an asshole. People. Um, oh, and I have this is also Umbridge too. So I have this friend guy. I mean, he's not really my friend. We don't have like a personal relationship. We're Facebook friends. We were. <laughs> Apparently, I said something that offended him because he uh, unfriended me and blocked me. Oh no! But I could see his. Um, he changed his profile picture to a picture of of the words. Um, Facebook made me hate my friends. That coincided with him unfriending and blocking me. And I don't know if I said something about his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ or something else. But I hadn't really feel like I was being really that offensive anytime recently. What? Yeah, I can't think of anything. Nothing too bad. super bad. Just the Jesus stuff. Um, I don't even remember the Jesus stuff. Oh, like on Easter, I, I made two Easter jokes. Oh. I said one was, um, uh, one was. I mean, he's been playing that. I got tortured back in 003 yeah, 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 for yeah, two thousand yeah. years. Since then, he's been living it up. He's been in heaven with his dad. Yeah, big sacrifice, bro. The other one was yeah, big sacrifice, bro. <laughs> that, that triggered some people. But other than that, I can't think of anything I did that would have, you know. But anyway, so. That, so I just made the counter post because I, I went ahead and blocked him just in case he wants to try to refriend me because fuck that. Fuck uh, him and his whole crew? No, not like that. You want to call just, out his name? No. Um, and then so I said <laughs> my Facebook post was, uh, you know, the quote, Facebook made me hate my friends. No one made you hate your friends, bro. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you, they're not your friends or maybe you just yeah. hate them. Like it's okay to not like – it's okay to not like somebody. Yeah, it's fine. But social media just puts it all out there on the table. You know what I mean? It's like instead of like you go back to how it was before, before social media, it's like you don't really know very – you know far less about other people because you just talk about the pleasantries and the things while you're having your potluck dinner or at baseball practice or you know when you're interacting with them in the real life. You don't get to see all their like little like – Idiosyncrasies little that suck. brain farts and little things that yeah that that might annoy you if you lived with the person. Yeah. So it's just kind of more honest in a way. It's like you actually get to know whether or not you like someone or not instead of just pretending to like everybody. Yeah. In some ways, I mean that's that's one way to look at it. 
Yeah, I, um, I found out a lot of uh, people that I've known are real idiots, but not not bad people. Yeah, just kind of dumb, and that's it, fine. It just reveals they probably things. think the same of me. It reveals things. Yeah, or it apparent it makes it's just more information. And that's that's I don't think uh, that's a bad thing. I mean, you know, it can. You know, I mean, it can be. It's just it's a question of how you manage it. It's like we're not really taught. Uh, there might be some. We're not really taught, uh, like how how to how to use social media. You know what I mean? Like certainly, our generation wasn't. There wasn't any social media when we were in school. But it, I don't feel like people actually learn. You know, like you learn how to read and write in school. You learn how to write letters. You learn how to write checks. Diagram a sentence. You learn how to like deal with different situations in some you know in some classes. But they don't teach you. No, no one's teaching you how to like how to appropriately use social media. There's yeah. not a lesson for that. You, they just throw you to the fucking lions, to the wolves, and it's like here, here's all this shit that might trigger you emotionally. Deal with it. And you're just, you know what I mean? There's, there's not like a, hey, if if this happens to you on Facebook, if someone, if you feel, you know, here's some good guidelines. Yeah. People don't have. There's not a structured guideline for how to use social media to your advantage. And not use it to your disadvantage, and it's—I don't think it's that complicated, frankly. It's just something we need to work on. Yeah, I mean, peop, there are people that use it just to virtue signal and to uh, let everybody know that they're good. And then there are people who just use it to troll. Yeah, because they're bored. I kind of do that. Yeah, um, I used to virtue signal some back in the day. I uh, did, I did too. Yeah, I, I still did do. in real life. Like in, instead of. Uh, Instead of um, on online, now I don't virtue. I don't virtue signal anymore. But what I do do is counter virtue signal. Yes, when some motherfucker thinks that they're virtue signaling, and I'm like, "You got it backwards, bro." I uh, you're a fraud. I uh, sometimes I'll virtue like the things where like I just want to state that for uh, once and for all, I don't care if this loses friends. I'm against slavery. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm one hundred percent. I remember that when you took that brave stand against yeah. slavery. You know, I won Nobel Peace Prize that year back in back in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I do stuff like that. I most I used to use it uh, to talk about things I hate way more than I do now. Like just to like rant about things that I don't like, but now I now I'm, I'm I'm more positive. I want to build things up. I want to talk about things that I like or things that I find funny, Make even, jokes. even if they're bad. I like I like good information. I like making jokes. I like clever things, original uh, thoughts. Like the story about the kid that got thrown off the balcony at the Mall of America, and uh, he's making like a miraculous recovery, and I just put Bran. Because he's like the, yeah, yeah. Kind of the story of, yeah, of yeah. Uh, Bran, except for Bran made a different kind of uh, miraculous recovery. He became the Three-Eyed Raven, which is amazing. What a weird thing to have in a fucking story. Well, first he survived. Yeah. And through all the shit. And then, he, then he, was still, he was still Bran for a while. Then, then, then getting lugged around by uh, Hodor. Hodor. I loved him. Yeah, it was a good. He was a good character. He never forgot his lines. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Uh, I ran across this here video earlier this week, and I uh, shared it with you, and it made me vibratingly mad. 
I was so disgusted with this fucking video. So this is uh, Aaron Lewis, the singer from Stained, in his new uh. country guy persona. Shall we? He changed his voice, too. You, know, you remember what he sounded like. I do. Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> eh, yeah, they're bad. I, didn't I mean, like it. it's whatever. They, they had good melodies and stuff. All the talking heads on TV, they're selling their lives. Nasally fucking voice now. It was always kind of nasally, but it's just straight commercial country now. He usually sang in an upper register, though. For living my life. Oh, God, I'm so fucking mad about this. <laughs> I'm fed up with it's just, fed up this is what I talk about when I talk about a hack. He's pandering. He's stealing. And not even stealing well. They never gave a damn about a common man. Hell, they never. I don't know. Maybe he, maybe this is just his real heartfelt effort at continuing to be a singer-songwriter. It just sucks. You want, you want maybe. You know what I mean? It's all like it's technically it's it's well done, but Jesus piss this fucking. No, you won't. <laughs> I don't think Aaron Lewis is fighting anybody. No one's stopping you, bro. Enlist. Yeah, they'll let you enlist. I think they might. I think they might need people right now. Yeah. God, my gun. What he's doing is impotent signaling. <laughs> like my dick doesn't work, I but I have all this other shit. <laughs> stand up for what I thought was right. Oh god. A tooth for two oh, and an eye for nine. How does this make you feel, John? Honestly. I just kinda wanna turn it off. Okay. I think I'll turn it off. No, I mean, it's fine. It's your umbrage, but... I mean... It sucks. I think he's a hack. I, th- I mean, I think... It sucks real bad. I, I I never liked that band. I never liked his voice. I never liked him as an artist. And this is just kind of like an extension of that. Yeah, it's, it doesn't get worse. I mean... There's different kinds of worse, but this is just... This is probably worse. But the thing is, there are songs that have that exact same melody, the same structure, the same thing. That's a very common country type of song. There are songs that sound exactly like that that I love. I'm pretty sure that someone has said a tooth for a tooth and an eye for an eye before. I'm not even talking about the lyrics. I'm not sure if that's an original (laughs) line. (laughs) But uh, I'm I'm, like the style, the fucking way it is, it's a waltz, blah, blah. There are songs like that that I absolutely love that sound almost exactly like that. They just have different words and different people singing them. And different, yeah, different It's it's mostly about the person. It's about the vibe. The vibe, the lyrics, the, the way it's delivered. The fact that he... Just eats a dick. I can't stand him. I never liked him in the first place. No. This all just my friends conf- like him. This just confirms like, all this, uh, why I didn't feel right from him from the beginning. It's like my first instinct about him was right. He's a piece of shit. I know he hung out with Fred Durst, and I was just like, no. The guy's just a piece of shit. Fred Durst has at least moved on. He like directs stuff now. He's a dir- TV yeah, director. I don't know. Movie director. I don't want, I mean, I'm being shallow. We're talking about celebrities or whatever. I don't think that there's anything that Fred Durst could do to make me respect him. <laughs> he could save King's Landing. No. You'd have I to respect him. would then. not respect Fred Durst. He could fuck Cersei to death. I mean, he, he just said, I mean, he, he already said 
laid it out that he did it all for the nookie. <laughs> so there was like, you know, it's not like he was doing it for altruism or for, because he's a good guy. It was trying all to make about, the world better. It was all about the nookie all along. Trying to get his dick wet. And I just think that's shallow. Yeah. You know, that's right. And I also, I also want to fight him. Because I'm a lot bigger than him, and he probably doesn't try. I'm putting my money on you all the way. Yeah, I wouldn't even win money because you'd be such a favorite in that fight. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to bet a million dollars to win a hundred. You know, give me, give me something to break. I'll break your fucking face. How about life. you? <laughs> you want me to give you something to break? I'll give you something to break. I will fuck you. I'll keep you comfortable. Would you fuck him in his mouth till his fucking mouth had stretch marks? Not until after I removed his teeth. Mm. Classic move. Little, and you, you probably safe. have experience. Mm. The son safe. of the dentist. I never actually pulled a tooth. They, we could, your fighting name could be the extractor. I had the option to. Oh, I my God. Know. You're the extractor. John the extractor Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that? <laughs> it's all right, except that I don't like dentistry, and I never have. Well, I mean, you can extract their, their, themselves from their consciousness. How's that? The Shepherd. It's kind of badass. That is pretty good. Or just go old school W or WWF gimmick. Farmer John Morgan. Farmer John Morgan, yeah. yeah. And you wear Or Bone Cruncher's a good one too. Bone Cruncher's a good one too. I do like that. I like that you changed your name to that for at least a year. <laughs> and then I came back to it like five years for later. For like six months or so. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you have like a a Shawnee Minter profile? No, I had no. You changed your name to Shawnee Minner or something? Because he's your son, right? Maybe I changed my name to Shawnee Minner for a minute, but I I don't remember. I always like the tales of Shawnee Minner. You should write a children's book, The Tales of Shawnee Minner. Is it Minner or Minter? Minner. Minner, like, like a, a Minner. Like a little fish. Yeah. Shawnee Minner. His actual name is Shawnee. Shawnee, yeah. That's on S H A W N Y. You had some tales about your son Shawnee Minner. I don't remember most of them. <laughs> Shawnee Minner. Oh fuck! It's been that's been a long time. I forgot about all that material. I need to document this shit. I mean, it is documented. You just have to scroll and scroll. Maybe you could you could do the search bar maybe and see if Shawnee Minner pulls up. Well, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's smart. I've I've searched for things oh, that I lost. Megan Olevy. Yeah, Megan Olevy can get it in all kinds of ways. For some reason. It's the dark hair. It's the because uh, she's jacked as shit, like in a nice crossfitty type. Even of way. when she wasn't jacked, she used to be real like small. Imagine walking up on them and you're a big guy and you don't know that her husband's a UFC fighter, Joe. Uh, what's his name? I don't know. Joe Constrictor. Joe. Uh, I don't know her husband's name. But you know who he is, though. Like the he's, fighter. He might be fighting on this card he's tonight. A, he's like a Bantamweight or something. Yeah, he? he's real little. Imagine like trying to hit on him and you don't hit on his wife. And you don't know what he does for a living. And you're like a big biker dude. And then he comes at you and beats the fuck out and of you. And then you see how small he is so yeah. you get confident. <laughs> he just jacks your jaw. And you have a bad day. What is his name? Uh, Adam Bryant. You're listening. Uh, type in, in uh, the comments section wherever. What his name is because I can't I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> Man, that kratom! I tell you what, uh, you got anything else you want to talk about? We're about an hour forty-five. Nah. <laughs>
Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. Not really. I'm, I need to eat something. We need to eat something. We got some fights coming. So, all right. You got any song you want to go out on? I don't. I can't think of anything. I'll find something then. Let me see here. How about a um? Oh, Connor Oberst's version of "Lean on Me." That sounds good. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Episode two hundred eight in the books. Um, if you were want a written transcript of today's episode. Learn to write real fast. It's a Kevin Nealon joke. Thank you and goodbye. Sometimes in our life, we all have pain, we all have sorrow. If we are wise, we know that there's always tomorrow. Lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. For it won't be long. Till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on Please swallow your pride If I have things that you need to borrow For no one can fill those of your that you won't let show Okay.